0: Cleopatra Cleopatra is one of those people who everyone just kind of knows. But how much do people really know about her? That's a question I'm going to find out. Born in Alexandria, Egypt, Cleopatra wasn't even actually Egyptian. She was fully Greek. This is because of her really weird family tree. She was born to a family line called the Ptolemies, which stretched way, way back to the founding of Alexandria basically her 12th relative i believe um founded it who was a direct descendant i believe the brother of alexander the great so alexander the great you know conquered everything right then had a brother and then you know 12 generations later there you go cleopatra's born so yeah uh cleopatra was actually really really smart she didn't speak any Egyptian, but she learned Egyptian so she could speak with everyone. Which, I mean, hey, that's like a pretty damn smart idea if you're going to run over, you know, Egyptian, like, army and, like, kingdom or anything. But, like, hey, that's just my opinion. Um, but, anyways, so, uh, it had been, her family tree had been running for a really long time. Uh, it's been so long that her dad, who is named Ptolemy, was Ptolemy the twelfth. And he decided he really liked the tradition of naming people Ptolemy, a really weird name in my opinion, but whatever. And named both of his sons Ptolemy. So Ptolemy the twelfth, who had a son, Ptolemy the thirteenth, who had another son, who Ptolemy the thirteenth. Anyways, and so on and so on. But so Cleopatra was raised to pretty much, you know, be queen. She was raised to, like, she was raised to follow her dad and sit in on his, like, weird kingdom business meetings of, like, 50 BCE, so not exactly, like, new foundational stuff, but, like, it was pretty important information for them. So, you know, she got a pretty informa- pretty important education on how to, like, run things. Um, eventually, you know, Cleopatra's dad died. Ooh, so sad, but... So Cleopatra wants to ascend the throne. And the government's like, yeah, no, you can't. You're a girl. And she's like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. And they're like, yeah, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? And she's like, well, maybe I can be queen. And they're like, yeah, nice try. So they're like, but you can be queen if you want to marry your brother. And she's like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah. Um. So Cleopatra marries her eight year younger than her brother, which from now on I'm going to call Brobin brother-husband because I'm so funny. So just so we don't get confused, this is Brobind number one. Oh yeah, there's multiple brobins but anyways, so Brobind number one is about eight years old. Cleopatra is eighteen, and you know, like a month later, right? His royal advisors are like, "Hey, I have an idea for you. You want to run Alexandria by yourself?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." And like, "Okay, so in order to do that, you have to kill your wife, sister slash wife." and he's like, okay, cool, 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 that sounds great and all, how do I do that, and they're like, oh, it's super, super easy, you just have to kind of, like, kidnap her and kill her, and he's like, cool, 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 I'm with you on there, um, again, I'm eight, so how do they do that, and then Cleopatra hears about all this, right, like, and she's like, oh, shoot, this is not good, I kind of need to get out of here, so she runs off to Syria, and in Syria, she meets, you know, the sort of famous, probably haven't heard of him, Julius Caesar. He's, you know, very underground. I bet you haven't heard of him. But Julius Caesar's like, she, like, walks on over to him and she's like, hey, um, I need some protection. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to need something in return. And she's like, cool, I got you. How about I look the other way if you want to take over Alexandria? And he's like, yeah, for sure. That definitely works. So... Cleopatra marches back into Alexandria, and she's like, hey, look what I got. And her brobin's all like, oh, snap, wait, what? She has Caesar? And he's like, yup. And then, you know, her brother mysteriously dies drowning, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Um, And then Caesar's like, okay, so I run this place now. And she's like, not so fast. Now I have to marry Brobin's number two. And he's like, okay, I understand that. Totally cool. So she marries Brobin's number two, also named Ptolemy. This was Ptolemy the 13th. And he is her new broband. So this relationship was very short-lived because broband number two dies almost immediately. I wonder why. Cough cough. Julius Caesar. Cough cough. Sorry, what was that? Very unprofessional. But anyways, so Julius Caesar's like, hey, so now you don't have a broband. Maybe we can start dating. And she's like, cool, cool, sounds good. So the two have a hair together. Um, they have an air. And uh, you guessed it, named Ptolemy. Uh this is Ptolemy the Fourteenth. Uh Ptolemy Caesar. Uh that's the full name. So it's like it'd be like it would be like Taylor Swift having a kid with like I don't know, like Justin Bieber. That's like I don't know, like Swift Bieber. It's like the two most powerful names. Like I don't know. I can't come up with anything else. It'd be like I don't know, like Taylor Swift and like I don't know, you get the idea. Picture in your head. It's, like, two most famous people, right, who just have a kid together with, like, the two most famous names ever in history. Just, like, combined. But, like, anyways. So, yeah, um, Tony Caesar, and a few years later, Little Caesar, which he was called for short, which I just find hilarious, gets really sick. She's so, like, oh, snap. Uh, Cle- uh, Then Cleopatra, like, leaves, and... Then, you know, Caesar gets a little letter from the government that's like, hey, so we want you to meet us in an empty coliseum. We pinky promise nothing will happen. Swear on our life. So Caesar's like, okay, cool. So he walks into this, you know, so-called coliseum and then, you know, he gets stabbed and dies. But, you know, whatever. No biggie. Um, so then Cleopatra's like, oh, shoot, I have to find someone else. And two of my brobins are dead. Like, I can't run this kingdom by myself with, like, my little, like, two-year-old toddler. Like, what's gonna happen to me? So she gets worried about this guy named Mark Antony. And he's friends with this, uh, he's friends with this guy who is apparently Caesar's new heir. Mark Antony is friends with this guy named Octavian who is Caesar's nephew. Octavian is, like, really, like, he's weak, he's pretty weak, and he's, like, gonna die, so Mark's like, hey, buddy, what if I just run things for you, and Octavian's like, yeah, cool, sounds good, so Mark pretty much runs, like, everything behind the scenes, and Octavian is just kind of, like, the face of everything, so Octavian hears about, you know, Cleopatra, and he's like, "Ooh, this is a good opportunity, if I kill her and the heir, then I will be the permanent heir, and Cleopatra hears about this and it's like no you don't so she gets a ship and she launches herself all the way over to where she hears mark anthony is and she's like hey so i bring you like i brought you like you know a bunch of gold a bunch of gifts maybe i don't know we have like a relationship and mark's like yep sounds good to me so she's like okay cool so the two of them have twins and officially become one of history's most famous couples if they were present sensory, they would definitely have a Facebook relationship status. But anyways, so Cleopatra's like, okay, so now, you know, I have a person to take care of me. I don't have to worry about this Octavian guy. And then, you know, she gets a letter. Uh, it's in the mail. She, you know, opens up her mailbox, leaves a little letter. She definitely has this, like a snake flag. And then the letter's like, hey, um, by the way mark is dead and she's like wait what so she's like so heartbroken that she kills herself and with snake poison and then mark gets a letter that's like hey mark the very much very much alive mark gets a letter that's like hey by the way cleopatra's dead for realsies though um and mark's like wait what so he kills himself now they're both dead and then octavian's like hey this worked out for me So he makes a gold statue of Cleopatra and puts it in front of his new, you know, brand new palace that just happened to go on for sale after, you know, the both of them just killed themselves. And then he makes a gold statue of Cleopatra that the famous myth is that it was so realistic that people would often confuse Cleopatra for the gold statue and vice versa. Now, this was Octavian's downfall because if he didn't do this, Cleopatra's name might not be cemented in history. We don't really know much about Octavian. We do know a hell of a lot of Cleopatra. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he did this to himself. But, anyways, that's it. That is all of Cleopatra's history in under 10 minutes. Thanks for listening. Bye.